Panic disorder, rage, severe depression On top of all that, I'm stressing uh -huh. Took a blind date to my therapy session And then tried to kill her Her first impression was I'm groovy I gotta be, I need a lumbotomy yes. But when I press play, trouble leaves up out of me Fuck the real world and my fat ass stuck in Cause in my music, hotties are fucking Woo. expression Getting out all I wrote Depression, ripping out all your throat And if my hearing was ever to go Mass murder would be inevitable I'm a Welcome to another episode of Maniacal Music Musings. I'm your host, Jeremy, and as you know, I'm the shiznit. Yeah. A serial killer rolling down the street, smoking Indo, sipping on gin and juice, I wish. It ain't no fun if you live in a nutshell, so all apologies if you don't want to rape me. I get it. I really don't get it, but I'm going to say I get it. But... Let me introduce you to my scentless apprentice. Murder was the case, but he got off with no excuses. He's a whale and wasp put in one, and he always says, if you don't want to swing on this, then I'd stay away. He's very ape in his primal state, but lives in a heart-shaped box. Chancy motherfucking grife. Hi. <laughs> Every time. Yes. And yes, your musers are back once again, and we bring you another great guest to join us in this musings of music. And our guest today is Michael Ebeck of MA's Excellent Adventure Podcast, which I personally haven't had the chance to check out, but I plan to very soon because it sounds just that name alone makes me want to check it out. But I literally <laughs> discovered that podcast like two days ago when I made like literally yesterday when I made, when I made the design for this podcast. I was like He's on a podcast? I did not realize that right away. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for that welcome. Uh, yeah, yeah. MA's Excellent Adventures, the uh, the uh, best improv comedy podcast this side of the Mississippi. So, ooh, those are some big shoes to fill right there. I would say in the world, but I mean, I feel like I should be a little humble. So, we'll, we'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll limit it. We'll limit it. I mean, I might say this is the greatest stand-up podcast in the world in a way, so come on now. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> I'm not looking for any beef here. So. We're not a stand-up podcast by all natural design, so I mean, <laughs> we may do stand-up from time to time, but we're more about the music than anything, so. Right on. But. I generally tend to stay seated as often as possible. <laughs> Hence why I call why well, hence why I call him the whale, but <laughs> and uh, did I spell your fucking name wrong? Uh it is E B A C K. It is E back. Yep. Goddamn alcohol, but <laughs> <laughs> you know that hey, the, I've gotten worse, so that is all right. <laughs> Well, I'll make sure it's correct in the actual podcast release. Perfect. <laughs> so before we get started, what is MA's Excellent Adventure Podcast? Is it actual like scripted podcasting or is it just random improv type stuff? So it's it, it's almost like a happy medium. It's um so every week one of us and my my co-host Anthony <clears throat> and I, one of us will come to the show with a premise um a character or two and kind of an idea of a direction for a story uh but 
we just introduce the story. This is, you know, this is where you are. This is who you are. And then we just go. Um, and so part of the reason we have a little bit of direction in mind is just so we can keep things on track and it doesn't get totally just a mess that turns out like shit. Uh, <laughs> but it, it, it's the vast majority of it's all just improvised um, right on the spot. We don't really, yeah, we don't script anything. Um, it's, yeah, we just make it up as we go. And we've, we've been doing it for over two years now. So thankfully it's, it's we, we've gotten a lot better at it than we were when we started because we've had no formal improv training at all. So uh, it's kind of just been a, a good learning process. Well, I mean, does improv really need training? I mean, it's kind of either you have it or you don't. It, yeah, yeah, that's fair. Uh, it, it is. I, I know there's, I, mean, I guess it depends on who you talk to. Because in some circles, there's like certain rules and guidelines yeah. to like proper improv and stuff. But I, uh, yeah, I, we're just kind of making shit up as we go. And, and it usually turns out pretty fun. I love the reel from one. That, I always see it. It's from one of the TED movies. I forget if it's the first one or the second one. But they're like, you want to go to improv and just yell really sad shit? And, and they're like, yeah. And then <laughs> and, and like those in the audience are like, 9-11. And like, it's just. <laughs> Speaking of that, and that's so funny. Okay, so we yeah we just did our live show um, at a convention called Anime Detour in Minneapolis uh, on the eighth of April, and um, it was our first live show we've ever done. And we did this kind of a lines from the hat thing. If you've ever seen like whose line is it anyways? Oh, oh fuck yeah! That's my yeah, favorite absolutely. fucking thing they do. Hell yeah, hell yeah, yeah. So everybody in the room wrote a little one liner, wrote a little whatever. And we had to, during the story, draw the one-liner and have our characters say it, incorporate it into the story. The very first one, I drew it, and my character, I had to fit it in somehow, was America deserved 9-11. <laughs> and I was like, and I managed to deliver it in a way that the entire room just lost it. But I was like... There was a moment of like, should I really say? But like, let's just go for it. The only one that I, um, one of them was, I have a bomb. And I was like, I'm going to say this very softly because I'm not going to yell that in this big convention center on a microphone. See, so I, <laughs> I, I would have yelled it into the microphone, but I would have concluded with, concluded with in my pants. There you go. There you go. I I said it, and then after immediately, I was like, more loudly, I was like, and I don't, I don't have a bomb. I do not, <laughs> just to reiterate to anybody maybe listening. Um, but yeah, so so we just try to do little things here and there, and add, we have a sponsored character type of deal where um, fans of the show can add a little character trait to the story as well, and um, but yeah, we just do a lot of different fun things, and we might see, see an idea from whose line and steal it. And <laughs> see, <laughs> fuck those guys, take that shit and run with it. Right. Wayne Brady is rolling in his fucking mansion. But... Yeah, I was like, I don't think Wayne Brady's dead. <laughs> yeah, that's why I said mansion, not, de- not that's great. right. That's if right. Wayne if Wayne Brady died, I would be very sad because he's one of the funniest motherfuckers alive. He's but... so funny. He is a legend. I've been watching him for two decades on Who's Line, and he is fucking amazing. The yeah. shit he, 
the shit he pulls like is just the best episode ever is him and Richard Simmons. Yes. Oh, that one is so crazy. And yeah, that's from I the mean, that, that's, that's from the that's from the fucking original Drew Carey run too, and that or the original U.S. run with Drew Carey, and that's fucking like the best episode ever is him and like Richard, him putting Richard Simmons in all his positions, and Richard Simmons just like eating it up. Like, yep. Li- oh, like, literally. 100%. Literally. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But we are here to talk about music as always, but. And see, Chancey, this is the shit we're doing wrong because we don't get invited to conventions or anything yet. So, I mean, I think they're. Sc- I mean, they're scared. That's what I'm going with. They're scared. And it it had it had to be in Iowa too. That's part of the problem. But <laughs> in Iowa, yeah, for, I'm for, sure they've got a few conventions around Iowa. I mean, what the corn convention? <laughs> they're all new metal conventions, but they're they're there. <laughs> True. Yeah. We need slip. We need. Slip, we need. We need to do an all Slipknot episode. Yeah, endorse us. Just saying. But, yeah, <laughs> but we are here, of course, to talk about music. And as always, we let our guests go first because we're friendly people. And what album did you bring us here, Michael? And why did you want to bring this one? I chose "In Utero" by Nirvana. Part of the reason I chose it, I, um, in high school and kind of my early 20s, I was huge into Nirvana. Um, And that album was definitely my favorite one. Um, I'm very familiar with all of them. I have all of the albums, but In Utero, um, that, that definitely was my favorite one. I will argue that it is their best one but i won't uh argue it very hard because i know a lot of people would say Nevermind is better uh but i, I mean the, the one the one with the drowning baby on the cover is a lot better i think but that's personally my opinion <laughs> yeah. um but it's it just yeah it's 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 a lot more raw it's it's kind of weird i like a lot of the stranger tracks on it uh milk it is probably my favorite nirvana song um and like francis farmer will have a revenge in seattle is also one that i really like too but there's a yeah i i just like the album start to finish and my mom uh heart-shaped box was like her favorite song in the world when i was growing up too so there's a little bit of that like sentimental nostalgia for it for me too Mm. um yeah and uh, just a, a a good album that is sometimes just fun to go back to well, I'll do my review next because I think we're under Chancy CD second anyway. I mean, on my CD second anyway, since it's a little different. But I, I have never been like I respect Nirvana. I respect Kurt Cobain for what he did for the world, but I never have been a biggest fan of their music. I I love their hits, like their stuff. The stuff that plays on like Spotify mixes and radio, like I love that. But I never been a fan of like I never heard any of the other stuff they really did. 
So mm-hmm. this is like this was kind of an eye opener to me because I don't think I've ever listened to a Nirvana album whole till now. But <clears throat> I just it's it's my wife's style of music because as soon as I was making the cover for this yesterday, she she saw the album cover from like across the couch and she's like Nirvana and like <laughs> she, she she literally has a cloth poster of Kurt Cobain that hangs in the back of our bedroom door. So, oh, nice! <laughs> what, what, whether she's looking at him during intimacy times, I couldn't tell you. But I was gonna say it. I was gonna say it. <laughs> the reason it's there. <laughs> I mean, she she had it before we started dating, so it ain't because of me. But I mean, <laughs> but she, my she was born in '91, and I her mom was very into that whole scene of Nirvana and all that crap. Sure. So, I mean, all the stuff I get, all the all the music I give Chancy crap for bringing on here, but. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, but it's funny because when you want, well, because originally he wanted to bring, Michael wanted to bring uh, Wu Tang Clan enter the 36 Chambers. Which, and I sorry. Had, which I That's can't okay. blame him. But Chancey brought it previously and we tried not to repeat albums on this show because there's too many albums in the world and too little time for us. I, I completely respect and understand that decision, though, man. I, I went out and bought it on vinyl. Not that, that was long the ago. first vinyl I ever bought. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but, I love Wu-Tang. Well, but uh, yeah, I mean, Wu-Tang is for the children and for everybody. I agree. But but I mean, I and the fact that you chose that first kind of influenced my pick a little bit. But um, sure. we'll get to that in a, in a little bit. But so, I mean, as far as this CD goes, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean, I'm not going to say I loved every track. There are some tracks I was just like, it's kind of boring. Like, but. I, 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 but it's funny because Chancey brings on bands like Bush and other '90s bands. I can't think of the name of because they're they all sound the same. And I call them Nirvana. <laughs> I call I call them Nirvana wannabes. He's su- he's got such a horrible fucking ear, man. He couldn't <laughs> he couldn't hear a proper pitch if it slapped him in the face. <laughs> you telling me well, you can't hear the difference between like Pearl Jam and. And, uh, uh, have you brought Pearl Jam on yet? I don't think you have, Chancy. No, I won't ever bring Pearl yeah, Jam on. Pearl Jam is kind of a different. I'm not a big Pearl Jam guy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, I'm so glad because I was going <laughs> to just go on a tangent like, fuck Pearl Jam. And I was like, oh, he probably likes fucking Pearl Jam too. I ain't going to say anything. Not really a Pearl Jam. No, I, I mean, I, I have not. It's, it's not I've moody never, enough for me. I have not. <laughs> it's not. Not enough angst. Yeah, <laughs> but, I mean, I've never been a Pearl Jam fan by any means. I mean, they don't. Wait a minute, did they do the song? Jer- yes, they do, Jeremy. Yes. Okay. They- uh, <laughs> I, I, I've, I've had people. I've had people that are like a few years older than me sing me that song like my whole life. So, Jeremy was a race car driver, but like, yeah, no. Jer- like- it's Jerry was a race car driver. <laughs> Oh, and that's not even the same fucking band, dude. Oh no, that's that's Primus, that's fucking man. Primus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's I was like, I know that song. Who is? Yes. Yeah, because actually, Chancy brought that. brought Primus on here one time, but and I'm pretty sure that song was on it, wasn't it? I think so. I think I brought it was it was the greatest hits album. Yeah, I brought. Yeah, you like the week before? You're like, I fucking hate greatest hits albums, and I was like. Okay, then the week after, I was like, "Oh, Primus!" I didn't even realize it was the greatest hits album until I started looking into the album a little bit. I was like, "Wait a minute, that's not on this." Wait a minute, that's really funny. Like, oh, I fucked it, up. Okay. I 
they do the theme for South Park, right? Yep. Yes. Yes. I, that's, that's okay. That, I knew that's, that's the reason I've known Primus since like 2000 because of the theme from South Park. That's the only reason I've ever known them for a long time Hell until yeah. I got older. But sure. until I got to college, my friend was like, and I'm like, I went to his drum room one time. And I'm like, who are you listening to? He's like, Primus. And I'm like, the guys who do the South Park theme? The South Park guys? <laughs> Like that's the only reason I ever knew them because like my parents are not my parents were from the like graduated high school in the seventies so my parents were into like like sticks and disco and like all the seventies like big stuff and like eighties bands nineties like some nineties my mom was in like nineties female singers but like other than that like my dad liked all the classic rock from the seventies and eighties so I mean I my dad was not a Primus fan by any means I never heard him mention Primus to me so. <laughs> and, and and he was a fucking drummer. Like he was a drummer in like a lot of local and like multiple local bands over like the thirty years of my life he was alive. So I mean he he could drum along with like Journey and fucking Chicago and all that shit. But he just couldn't. The, the bands he played with didn't do like Primus in like nineties nineties early late eighties stuff like that. Well, I mean sure. there ain't many people that's gonna play that bass like fucking Les does. I mean. Mm. That's that's part of the reason why a lot of people don't do fucking Primus because yeah, mm, I don't those know, bass lines are sick. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, my, uh, I mean, my, my, I mean, my dad was actually in a pretty big uh, popular band in New York in the late seventies called Storm. Like they they actually got pretty big for a cover band, but but he had to find a job and marry my mother, so he kind of had to stop for a while and he got back into it here and there. But but yeah, I enjoyed Nirvana overall pretty well i mean it was actually the last cd i listened to today because i i started with my cd yesterday because i was smoking weed in my break at, at work and i was like all right time to put on snoop dog <laughs> but it's fitting and then like on the way on the way to work today i on the way home i finished snoop dog and on the way to work today i, I listened to chancy cd which was very short and i don't i don't mind that but but i mean i nirvana was my way home today to go take, bring my dog to the emergency vet and like I knew a couple of the songs off this CD, of course, because it's Nirvana. So I did enjoy the CD overall, though, greatly. I mean, it was a good CD. I, I mean, a lot of the songs, if I never if I never hear them again, I'm not going to complain too much. But, <laughs> but like, the, like the beginning and end of it, I was like, I know these. <laughs> these yeah. are played all the time and everything. There you go. <laughs> but so I enjoyed it. But Chancey, what did you think of Mike's CD? I fucking hated it. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just like, playing. Oh shit. Okay. My bad. <laughs> oh shit. I was like, all right, say it with a straight face. Yeah. Like, all right. It wasn't my first. No. <laughs> no, no, no. I um I, I I always okay, like I've always been on the fence with Nirvana because like I love a lot of the stuff that they do. But, like, everybody's always put this, like, oh, the greatest songwriter of his generation. Like, pump the fucking brakes, kids. Like, we didn't see all these people do the fucking state fair circuits, all right? Yeah. I, I mean, I've seen a lot of bands on the way down going through the state fair circuits. Like, you don't know what they're willing to do. And I know that Kurt wasn't always fan of being relevant, so to speak, well, but... We, we we know Kurt was willing to date a woman who blew his head off, but you know, I mean, you know, it's 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 always the crazy ones that are the best. <laughs> Sorry, Casey. 
<laughs> if it's not toxic, it's not worth it. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't want an element of danger? I mean, I mean, I, I, I get my balls threatened to be cut off and put into a fucking jar with uh, vinegar like every day of my life. So, you know, so she wants to pickle them. Yeah, basically. If, nice. I, if, I, if I ever cheat on her, if I ever do anything stupid. Yeah, you know. Jeremy, I mean, like, how are you not a falsetto at this point, bro? (laughs) (laughs) Because I don't cheat, Cancy. I'm a gentleman. No, but you're dumb as hell. (laughs) You walked right into that shit, dude. I am intelligent as hell, thank you. But (laughs) I was like, he's going to walk right past cheating, right into dumb. Mm, Well, I mean. Like a a barbed wire fence in France, man. I'm going to defend the more major of the fucking circumstances there than the second. Part. The, fa- the fact that I made him laugh at a World War One joke, that's fucking hilarious. I, so at first I was like, what the fuck does that mean? And then I was like, like, World War One or Two? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so, so my initial reaction was just like, what the fuck are you talking what? about? <laughs> That's what Jeremy says most of the time. So, I mean, like, welcome to the show. Hey, how yeah, you doing? I got there. I, I, I think I was able to navigate. My name oh, is I saw it. I saw it. My name's Chansey. I'm a museraholic. But, uh... Could, could no, I, I didn't... I, I really... I, I enjoyed the album. I actually hadn't listened to that specific album all the way through. But I had heard a majority of them, like, randomly. Whether it be the three radio plays that they had on the album, um, and there's a couple of deep cut tracks like you were talking about, um, uh, the uh, Fanny Farmer, I think is what you said it was. Francis Farmer, and yeah. Francis, yeah, Francis Farmer, that was what it was, <laughs> and uh, a few others. A couple of them made my list. One of them even took the number one slot, so I was like, "Hey, fucking." Yeah, you know, I mean, like, I, I do, like, I enjoy it, but, I mean, you have to take a look at the remaining factors of the band outside of Kurt, like Dave, and I can't, I never can remember the bass player's name, which I always feel really bad about. It's 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 a strange name. It's Krist Novoselic. Like yeah, Krist. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then he went into, like, the industry side of, of music, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it, he, he he took on a few different ventures. But, yeah, he, he went on more of the industry side of things. I know he dabbled in some music things here and there, but I think he just kind of settled down outside of that. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm like the fucking, uh, who was it, the drummer that went and started Foo Fighters? Yeah, David Grohl. Yeah. I knew his name. I just couldn't think of it. Well, I mean, they also had the guitar player from the Germs playing with them for a while at the end as well. Yeah, I can't. Pat. I Ben. Oh, is it? Is it Pat? I thought it was Ben. I think it's Pat. I'm. Yeah, it's. Pat. I don't remember. I I I'm bad with names. I'm really um, bad with names. Yeah, Pat. Well, I'm a. Uh, I, I I'm not like. I'm not like extremely well versed in it yet, but I'm like a big hardcore punk fan as well. So um, I haven't really dove into the germs, admittedly. But I haven't really there. much either. But I, it was weird that we had like I, I watched an actual like mini documentary about the germs last night, and oh, they brought yeah. it up, and I was like, shit, like that's <laughs> fuck, I got a talking point for tomorrow. Fucking yeah, go they- me. Hell yeah. Thank you, algorithm. Fucking give me some more NSA. 
Oh <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, as far as my review goes, I thought that I thought the album was a fucking great pick. And if nobody else is going to bring it up, I'm going to bring it up. All of our albums came out in the same year. Yes, I was going to bring that up at the end of the of the review. Is that all of our albums? Well, more. Well, actually, no, because according to all Spotify three, chance, according to Spotify, chance your album came out in '94. No, nah, dude, it came out in '93. Yeah, according to Spotify, you're wrong. I mean, okay, so we'll get Spotify, YouTube, and a few other people in a room together. I mean, I was alive. I don't know about everybody else, but I was alive and paying attention to shit. I don't know. I mean, I, I was alive yet. I, I, I See? Wasn't. He wasn't even alive yet. Fucking. I had a, I had a couple of years yet before I was around. So. I was like, I was like eight. I was eight years old. I mean, I was five years Damn, old. I, I was five years old. I never heard of Nirvana at five years old. I was eight. Chancey's band at five years old. <laughs> I mean, I was eight years old. I was hearing them on the radio. and I mean, at five years old, I was listening to fucking Barney and Power Rangers. But... So great <laughs> on, man. When I was five years old, if we want to circle back, 9-11 happened. So oh, damn, you, <laughs> you are young and holy fuck. Nothing like a little, nothing like a little gust, you know, a gust of wind beneath our wings. Give us a little uh, yeah. I, I mean, right. fuck. Yeah, I, I was in I was in middle school when that shit happened. So yeah, like Jesus. It's the beard. It's it's the facial hair that hides my youth. And I have two oh, kids, uh, and that hides my youth too. Oh, okay, two kids. <laughs> I was like, I was like, there are two kids. Maybe I'm like the beard. You're talking to two fully bearded. Men. Yeah, no, I know. I like my beard. I don't. I I may as well be a baby face compared to. I uh, I look a lot older than I really am, but you know I am still older than oh, everybody God else. God <laughs> fucking damn it! The female got the male's collar off and is now walking around with it all proudly, like, "Look what I did, motherfucker!" But <laughs> get over here, you little shit! Yeah, you know you're in trouble. Get over, fuck over here! Get over here! It's a good get thing you here. do improv, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Anything can happen, man. Anything can happen in improv. She she walks over like she's all happy. She took off a man's girl belt or something. Like the fuck. She removed the garter and she like she thinks the freaking collar is what controls him or something. I don't fucking <laughs> get it. Like she, I don't know why she wants it so bad. Like he doesn't go up to her collar like that. Like fucking dumbass dogs. <laughs> but yeah. So ah. Uh, what were your top five? Plus, any honorable mentions you had for your CD there, Mike? Um, my top five, uh, Milk It has got to be number one for me. Uh, I just love that track. Um, it's a little tough between all the other ones to really rank the ones I really like, but. Um, is it though? Is it? It's <laughs> uh, Radio Friendly Unit Shifter would probably be my number two. Um. And then it might be Frances Farmer will have her revenge on Seattle. And I feel like such a pretentious dick being like, all the deep cuts are my top five. But um, no, man. Farmer, um, serve the Servants. I, nah, I yes. Like that. That's a good one. I was hoping um, you were going to bring that one up. Serve the Servants. And because of how I used to show people it, I'm going to put Tourette's at number five. Because Tourette's is just Kurt just basically screaming into a microphone the entire time. 
But anytime I showed that song to my friends, I would say this was like a surprising direction coming from Nirvana. It's very mellow. It's very like, you know, I'm almost just it's really deep. It it it, it kind of gets you thinking and just is a really calm, relaxing, really zen vibe with this song. And then I'd hit the music and um, and so that was always really fun to see their reaction when I was like, it is not at all. It's just chaos for a minute well, and a half. You you know what's funny is as tired as I, as tired as I was this morning when I hit the Nirvana CD to listen to it I could have swore the first song was Serve the Serpents. It, so, <laughs> oh sure. <laughs> like yeah. I could have swore that's why I read and then I got I, I and all of a sudden I hear the lyrics and I'm like wait a minute what and I look at it again I'm like after I had a few sips of my coffee when I got the dung so I'm like oh i mean that's not crazy that i i feel like that like a time oh, i mean like, serve the I, serpents isn't i i felt like totally. it was a totally like uh nirvana theme like method oh yeah like, I, yeah. But, <laughs> like I thought it was totally like a fucking uh like fuck big industry type thing but but, but i think with my i i think part of the reason i don't really have a lot of the hits on my top of the albums one i think i've just heard them too much so it's all a little yeah. overplayed in my not that I don't necessarily like them, but but also with my love of hardcore punk and just kind of the chaos and, and energy that comes out of that. I feel like I feel like I feel that influence a bit more in some of the tracks that are messier and a little more chaotic and um, just that bridge. I mean, yeah, it's definitely a different top five than it would have been as a teenager probably heart-shaped box and um i don't know rape me or sunless apprentice probably would have been on on that top five but yeah my tastes have changed over the years so. <laughs> such a refined palette in your maturity yeah. sir <laughs> yeah right <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, that's my uh, that's my top five. My top. Well, my top five for the CD, and I even had an honorable mention. So there we go. Ooh. And the honorable mention was Radio Friendly Unit Shifter because it had a. I mean, I know they kind of predate him a little bit. Well, kind of, it's debated, but Radio Friendly Unit Shifter did have like a Marilyn Manson sound to like it had like that industrial guitar to it, so. And like the industrial sounds in the background, so that's kind of why I picked that as my honorable mention. Sure, because it kind of it kind of it kind of remind me of user friendly a little bit. But uh, number five was Scentless Apprentice because I like the guitar in that song. Number four was Very Ape because same reason the guitar. I mean, a lot a lot a lot of the Nirvana songs I picked up to the popular ones are all guitar based. That's but good. number three was Rape Me because. Why wouldn't it be? And <laughs> and because I mean, I am known for just laying in bed at night when my wife's coming to bed and being like, putting my hands back and being like, "Rape me, baby, rape me." But it, never, it, it, it rarely happens. But I have to try to put it out there once in a while in the world. You know, you you, you manifest what you want to happen. But Number two, of course, was Heart Shaped Box because that was the first song on the CD I truly knew from years of hearing it on playlist and radio play. And number one was All Apologies, which I didn't even realize was Nirvana until today. Like, wow. I thought, I, I, I mean, I knew it was 90s, but I didn't know what the fuck band did it. Like, 
It just didn't sound. Sure. It didn't sound like it didn't sound like smoke like Team Spirit or Heart Shaped Box to me. So I never put Nirvana to it. But it's not as angsty. Yeah, I mad mean, as yeah. There's the energy I mean, isn't necessarily. At least. I mean, I picture Kirk Cobain as the kind of guy who's like fuck the world, but like that's just the way I've always pictured him. I mean, yeah, he died before I really was old enough to know who the fuck he was, even. But like, I still like that's the way I pictured him always and. I mean, my wife loves them, so I have to. I hear Nirvana all the time because my wife listens to it all the time in her playlist. So that there you go, and, and like Nirvana's the one she'll fucking like start swinging her ass to, and I and I'll just stand there like. So you have some appreciation for it, is what you're telling me. I have more appreciation for the ass swinging than the music, but you know, <laughs> I'm a man. That's what I do. <laughs> but uh. Janty, what were your top five? Uh, I had an honorable mention. Radio friendly, <laughs> radio friendly shifter unit was my uh, my honorable oh, uh, number. Yes. Number f- we do we both matched. Uh, on number five for me was Tourette's. Nice. Uh, number four was Rate Me. Uh, three was if you insist, Janty. If you insist. <laughs> Three was heart shaped box. Uh, two was all apologies, and uh, dumb was my favorite song on the album. Um, it's a good one. Yeah, I think that, it, I, think, the, I think that one went so fast. I didn't get a chance to really appreciate it. It's just I, so it's this it's simplistic. Just fucking strumming, fucking. That's one thing I realized about this CD is oh, all the songs are super short. Like they're all like a minute and a half and done. Like. Well, I don't, know I, if it's, I don't know if it's that early '90s attention span or what, but I think that I think part of it is a bit of the punk influence too, because a lot of yeah. that was like that. But also, I know some of those songs that are a little softer, uh, like "Dumb" and "All Apologies" and stuff. I know Kurt has made jokes or had made jokes <clears throat> where he would say, "You know, we were just trying to be the Beatles. We were just trying to do what they were doing." <laughs> um, what eventually break up and go your separate way and come to your guilt? Well, I, I guess Dave would be like the Paul McCartney of that uh, situation there. But but uh, yeah, it's it, it's interesting when you when they would talk about their influences because like they love um, the Beatles and like all the like pop bands and. Uh, like Dave Grohl's a huge disco fan, and he he said in an interview a lot of the drum uh, like drum tracks are, that he did for Nirvana songs. He's like, if you listen, it's just disco style drums. That's yep. all it is. <laughs> I can't remember the name of the drummer, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, yeah. So so yeah, just a lot of really interesting. I always try to listen for some of those influences, but it's kind of just a, some of them are just such a mess. Tourette's actually kind of reminded me of a Melvin song until you could hear Kurt sing or what yeah. you'd call singing. I mean, yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, you could say, you could say Kurt was kind of predicting his own death there. Just saying, but with just the screaming on a microphone. No, nah, with the, with the, with the whole like saying we're the Beatles shit, but Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like he was kind of predicting his own death. I mean, but and then again, you date a crazy bitch, and that's what happens. But you marry him. I, I marry him. I mean, oh, oh, yeah. fuck. <laughs> you get, 
what the fuck? My hand doesn't even show up. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised it took you this long to notice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a ghost. No, dude. Like, no. you know what? I'll just let no. him figure it out. It's no, no. <laughs> Chanty. Sunday, <laughs> Sunday night when we were doing uh, Global Strangers, my background was freaking Scott out so much. Like, because he was drunk and he was like, my background was freaking him out because like, I kept disappearing. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, are you working for somebody right now? <laughs> it, was <fucking> <laughs> it was a fucking priceless moment, but uh, like, uh, love you, Scott. If you ever see this, I doubt you will, but if you ever do. <laughs> but all right, which means it's time to go to, we'll do my CD next because. It's time to skate, but I don't know where the fuck I'm headed. Up or down, right or left, life or death. I see myself in the midst of smoke. Death becomes any nigga that takes me for a joke. We hit a five dollar stick, now we putting in work. Unaccountable amounts of dirt. Death becomes all niggas, anybody killer. You know what the deal is, nigga, you know what the real is. I see is. some more brand niggas on the corner flagging me down. Singing your dad, what's up with the path? Is that nigga Snoop all right? Hey, yo, what's up with the crew? Is the niggas in jail or is the niggas through? I said it's my album is Snoop Dogg's Dog Style because I looked at this and I was like, what? I was like, what album came out in 93 that's rap? I'm like, he likes Wu-Tang, so he likes rap. So I'm like, I'm going to come up with a fucking CD that came out in 93 that's a rap CD. And there's a bunch I wanted to bring. I mean, of course, I saw 36 Chambers. I'm like, no, but I can't do that. <laughs> and I wouldn't do that regardless because I am. I like Wu-Tang, but I'm not the biggest Wu-Tang fan, so sure. I just can't. And then I saw, like, Brother Lynch Hung's first EP, and I was like, ooh, tempting, 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 but it's too short, I think. I can't do that. And I, called, I saw a couple others that, like, I wanted to bring. I mean, Ice Cube, I don't think I had any season 93, so I, didn't, I couldn't bring any of his, you did Dre. But then I saw Snoop Dogg's Doggy Style. I was like, oh. I have actually never listened to this CD all the way through. Let's bring Snoop Dogg's Doggy Style because I know like the one or two popular tracks off it, but other than that, like I never heard any of it. So like besides like randomly. So I'm like, fuck it. Let's bring Snoop Dogg's Doggy Style. Might as well go where he started. And I I would like to say I wasn't disappointed in Sliced. I enjoyed the fucking whole CD for the most part, like up to like the last few tracks. But it's just yeah. Snoop Dogg is always good. Oh, he was good back then. I won't say he's always good because there's a few things he's done. I'm just like, really, dude? Really? <laughs> Talking to you, Snoop Lion. But, <laughs> but, uh, Michael, as our guest, what did you think of the CD? Um, I really liked it. I mean, yeah, it's a classic. And I've, I'd recognized a few things on there, but it's always kind of nice going back. I don't. Rather, I haven't gone back to that West Coast G Funk sound in a it a, a long time. Um, that I, you know, I once I kind of got more into Wu Tang and Nas and all that, I, I was a bit more fixated, admittedly, on East Coast stuff. Um, but it was cool. It was cool going back, and and it um, Snoop is always and kind of just that whole crew. Uh, it is just a really sick way of their vocals just blend into I mean, those instrumentals in such a cool way. And I will say, I, I will <clears throat> say, I did enjoy him immensely last year at the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like the whole, like, minus 50 cent, like the whole thing was great. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, careful. I know Chansey is a big 50 cent. That's the only thing I knew going into this was that Chansey is a huge 50 cent guy. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, that was super cool. Going I mean, well, well, if you add $3 to it, then Chansey loves his 350 uh, dick there. So, gotta get old tree fitty. That's right. That's right. Um, but yeah, it, it just was cool going back into that. And, and it just kind of, yeah, it was like a trip to many, many years ago when I was listening to more um, that realm of, of music. Uh, but yeah, overall, I mean, I really liked it. It's, 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 it's that classic G-Funk shit. And they, there's not a whole lot to hate. And I will just say the album cover is classic. Like, oh yeah, the, the, the album cover literally of like a, a dog like looking at a fucking female dog in her dog house and like there's another dog snooping around the fence like with a fucking magnifying glass like it kind of remind me of like uh dog fashion disco's adultery uh cover a little bit like there's they definitely came on oh he knows who dog fashion disco is by the look on his face <laughs> oh he's from the I'm midwest shocked. he's from the midwest so i'm not too surprised dude dog fashion disco is on your side of the country dude like i don't understand why he fucking Oh, I assume, I assume yeah. they're from the Midwest because it's huge. No, dude, Baltimore. That's where they started from. Oh, I guess that's easy. Maryland? It's on the East Coast. I don't know. Kind of your area, bro. I mean, well, apparently Mike knows who Dog Fashion Disco is based on his I, face. But. Very, like, I've heard the name before, but I uh, not enough to, like, get oh. into it at all. But I just, we, all, was like, we, we yeah. have done a couple other albums on this show, and I believe we're going to be doing a more in-depth look come June, but we'll see. I'm not going to give spoilers yet, but I believe we're doing a more in-depth view in June. Sure. But, uh, Chancy, what did you think of Snoop Doggy Dog's first CD? I hated it. I, wouldn't be, <laughs> I honestly wouldn't be too surprised. But No, no, I'm you, just playing. You go on now, sir. You go on now, sir. No, I, I honestly, I didn't even have to listen to your album. I, I, I remember when it came out. I fucking I I knew all all the albums in the order or I'm sorry the tracks in the order that I wanted to place them. I like I said I just all I needed to do was look at the track list fucking bang 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 two honorable mentions fucking top 5 but not not even a se- <laughs> what the fuck not even a second when you try throwing <laughs> you try to throw a fucking nip in the garbage can it hits the side but <laughs> But no, um, but Chansey, you didn't want to relive your snoopness. No, I mean it was like I said, it was. Oh no, Ch- Chansey knew it from when he was eight years old, uh, r- driving down the street, smoking Indo, sipping on gin and juice. You know, yeah. I mean, sitting around watching MTV, fucking when they still played music videos, like, oh, hey, this looks interesting. I mean, it's not. I don't know. I don't know why it would be so shocking for me to be like, "Oh, hey, look, there it is." Fucking, it Dude, was right eight, there. At eight years old, I wasn't allowed to watch fucking like Snoop Dogg and Dre. Like, my I mean, I wasn't allowed to watch MTV either at the time, but my parents weren't exactly paying attention. Actually, my mom was watching that stuff, so I. Oh yeah, you're because you're younger. You're younger. <laughs> I mean, my, pa- yeah, my parents were like, when this came out. "My parents were like, what is this hood shit you're watching?'" Put on Sesame Street. Put on Sesame Street. No, they'd be like, turn back to Nickelodeon. That's that's, that's, that's literally all I watched till I was like fucking 13 was Nickelodeon. Like, 
if you want to talk about Doug or Rocket Power, I could talk about them for hours, but <laughs> <laughs> but continue your oh, yeah. uh, review there, Chance, a lot. Honestly, like my favorite Snoop Dog or Snoop Doggy Dog as he went by at the time. Uh, my favorite Snoop Dogg song is on that album. Like, literally, some of his greatest hits are from this album. Oh, yeah, of course oh, they yeah. are. <laughs> of course they are. <laughs> like, it's what made him, like, besides being Andre's shit. I mean, it was, it, it was, it was really nice to be like, oh, when you picked it, I was like, oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking, I, I, I already know exactly what I'm putting down. I'm like I'm like my CD for Saturday, which you have no, which yours like. God damn it! I gotta listen to a CD. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I have to listen. To, I have to listen to the guest CD as well. I mean, I know the band, but I haven't listened to that album. I I never heard of his band, but we'll get into that at the end of this episode. So, but all right. So, Michael, as a guest, you get to do your top five first for uh, my CD. Okay, um, my top five. Is okay. The Shiznit uh, was, I just, it was very cool. It was very, uh, I don't, there was just something about it that just, a lot of the tracks on here were very just like chill out, like vibes about it, nostalgic. And those 90 days, those 90s days when you were old enough that you could just sit around smoking and chilling back listening to this cd with no fucking netflix or anything else in that realm admittedly i didn't really get to experience those 90s days very much me, yeah. i mean <laughs> neither, neither, neither did i but i'm sure chanty didn't either so i mean i doubt he was smoking weed at eight years old so no no <laughs> um but yeah uh lottie dottie i was another one um and part p- part of that I love the name. Uh, I'm assuming that's a throwback to Slick Rick. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I, I, I'll say because this is not my top five at all, but I didn't choose Lottie Dottie. At least I don't think I did, but um, I didn't choose Lottie Dottie. I didn't because he straight up says at the beginning of the song, like, this is the, this is the man, Slick Rick. Like, yeah. He says, it right, he says it right at the beginning of the song. And I'm like, I'm like, uh, I mean, I like ICP's throwbacks to Slick Rick a lot better than I like Snoop Dogg's. I'll put it that way. Okay, sure. I get you. Um, they, they can they can do the Lottie Dottie like in the perfect voice and everything. Oh, sure, sure. I see. I don't you know. Can you said? Yeah, they're, they're good at voices. Like either the people they work with or them, they're good at voices. Like they can do a lot of different. Like they they're the only people that do an Andre the Giant better than Chanty, in my opinion. Sure. I don't know if I've, I, I, I was very, very, very much into that world. So, uh, I, fuck, I, I could have brought a juggle OCD. Fuck me. I would have, I admittedly haven't really dabbled in a long time, but I probably would have, um, I mean, yeah, if I, I probably I, wouldn't have had to do any research at all in any of the albums you brought. <laughs> I, 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 ICP didn't do any albums in '93. I don't think, and that's what I was aiming for. That's why I didn't see them. But I don't, I don't think they did. It might have been an EP in '93, but I don't think they did any other Joker yeah. cards in '93. I think it was. Riddle I think Box it was '94. Yeah, Robox in '94, and yeah. Carnival Carnage was like '90, '91. So like, I couldn't have. 
brought anything. And I could have brought Eshan, but I already did that album, so I couldn't have brought him. When did Ringmaster come out? Ninety-two. Uh, Ninety-two, I think. Yeah, I think ninety-three was one of the years they. I think ninety-three was like Tunnel of Love or some shit. So I didn't want to bring it. Oh, God, I didn't realize Tunnel of Love was that old. See, now we're getting wrapped into a totally different. But, um, anyways, what was I? I think it was two down. Um, I gotta give it to Gin and Juice, a classic. I mean obviously anytime gin and juice comes on i'm like transported into uh, uh, an easier time uh <laughs> and i'm transporting uh, i'm transporting my fucking ride home every day but yeah that's <laughs> yeah i suppose i suppose uh murder was the case was one as well uh the synth on that man is just i really like it, it kind of got a sinister vibe to it. And also those drums are, they feel a little bit more boom bap than some of the other more laid back uh, drum loops on some of the album. And I love like old boom bap rap instrumentals. Um, and so I kind of felt that vibe a little bit more. And then G's and Hustlers. And, and this was not any necessarily particular order. I, I It was very hard for me to rank it. But these, yeah, G's and Hustlers was another one to let to be in there because again, it's just a real feel good vibe to it. Those were yeah. definitely the ones I was going back to. Okay, well, we matched somewhat. Sure, but sure. I had I had five plus my I had one honorable mention for this CD. The only the only CD I didn't get any honorable mentions for was Chanties, uh, but that's how short it was. But um. My honorable mention is the Shiznit because that was a good song, but just wasn't top five material. Sure, sure. Number five was "Ain't No Fun" unless the homies can get some because that song's just funny, and I love I love uh, Corrupt's fucking verse in that song. Like, I mean, I ain't never been one to share my girl because I'm the type of motherfucker that'll stab a person for doing that, but like, still, like I. I mean, it's just a fun song. Like that's basically the bottom line. Like, I wish I could live that lifestyle, but just ain't my lifestyle. Like, if someone touches my girl, they're getting stabbed in the throat. Just saying. So come after my wife and catch one. It's a respectable lifestyle. But number four, and I'm gonna pull a chancy here because number four was G Funk intro. Because they could skip that whole bathtub bullshit intro. And fucking just put G Funk intro as number one song, it would have been way better. It was a little, yeah, it was a little. Like the, I, I, I don't see the, po- I don't see the yeah. point of the bathtub shit. I don't. Like, I mean, you gotta ease it, it in, man. Well, okay, well, we get you guys. My wife, I'm never one to ease it in. I just go full balls to the bottom, but because I don't give a fuck. But, um, <laughs> but I mean. The whole bathtub thing just seemed like irrelevant. And as a fat man, doing it in the bathtub don't work. Like, have you not seen that scene of Family Guy where Peter Griffin tries to do it in the bathtub and like he hits her head against the fucking faucet and shit? Like, come on now. But yeah. <laughs> so, G Funk intro was number four because that intro was fucking amazing. No, number three, what? Well, number three was Murder Was the Case because that's a damn good song. I knew that song from before, and like I know I've known that song and. It, it reminds me. I think Brother Lynch Hung kind of. I think Brother Lynch Hung kind of like 
took took from that with one of his songs. But I mean, because well, everybody knows rap recycles and repeats everything. But number two was Serial Killer, which I think Twisted kind of used that on their version of Serial Killer, but like not the same kind of, but different. Sure. I mean, yeah. if if you were a, if you were in the Juggalo world, Michael, I'm sure you've heard the uh, Twisted's first or second album with that, that that that's on. So yes, Twisted uh, was like my favorite band in the world for many, 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 many years. Serial killer. Like I, I think it was on a uh, fuck. It was on the album where their faces are sewn together on the cover. I can't think what the fuck. Freak the show. Freak show. Say, I yeah. don't think I, I don't think they called it fuck, dude. It's 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 freak show. He's right. Yeah, it's, fuck. it's freak show. Here's our album. That's so marketable. It isn't it? Though? It would have been. <laughs> Especially in their world, but I mean, yeah, it's on it, it's it's on, it's on freak show, and like it reminds me of like the, the way they the way he says it, and the way they said it, kind of reminds me of the, of the same thing. So, but and of course for number one, there could be no other number one because it's obviously the song I've loved for years that I've always gone back to, gin and motherfucking juice because I love me some gin, I love me some gin and juice. I love me some smoke. I love smoking me some Indo. Though for the longest time, I thought he said smoking menthol. Like, oh, like I, I always thought it was smoking menthol, but like I looked the lyrics one day. I'm like, oh, Indo. Well, I smoke both, so fuck yeah. <laughs> menthol right here, baby. But um, yeah, I mean, so yeah, I mean, smoking Indo, drinking gin juice is one of my favorite. Me and my cousin were actually going to a concert one time to see, I think it was like ICP and DJ Paul and uh, POD in Worcester, Mass. And like, I like he, I pulled up to pick him up for the, to fucking go to the concert. And he was like, what's in the water bottle? I'm like, gin juice. He's like, seriously? I'm like, yeah. And like, I started, <laughs> and like, I fucking hit play and I had the song ready to go. He's like, fuck it. And he took a swig and we're like, and we're both like fucking rapping to it, walking down the street, like, like well, driving down the street to fucking go to Worcester to go to this concert, which was awesome because it was a heart, it was a rock and shock horror convention and concert. So, got to meet Bill Mosley, got to meet uh, the devil from uh, not Lucifer, um, the devil from Reaper, who was also in Robocop, and on oh. the boat, and on and on Fresh Off the Boat. Uh, got to meet. There was another. I think there's one of the Jasons there too. But he, the line, the line to meet him was so fucking long. I was just like, "Fuck it, he ain't the original." <laughs> but like, I just like got to, and I, I got my picture with somebody else too. I can't fucking think who it is. But like this hard convention was off the hook. Like they're they were doing tattoos at this hard convention and everything too. Yeah. <clears throat> like they were stripped like a tattoo wow. booth in the front of the fucking place when you walk in. And you see some woman there sit like laying there topless with her fucking shirt off, getting tattooed. I'm like, me and my cousin look at each other like, all right, all right, all right. Let's go Matthew <laughs> McConaughey and this shit. But I mean, it was just, it was a good time overall. I mean, we took, some, we, we we dropped some acid because we found a guy in the street selling acid and hash, and we bought some beach. And we dropped, we dropped some acid at the bar, having some beers before the show, and like went to the concert. Passed blacked out during the DJ Paul part, and I woke up to him with a gold mask on, yelling six six six, which was awesome. And wow. and like passed out during the POD part too, and like came back out when they're doing "I'm So Alive," and I was like, "Fuck yeah!" But I was there for the whole ICP part, which is all that matters. So, 
There you go. <laughs> but yeah, Chance is like, motherfucker, you blacked after DJ Paul. How dare you? <laughs> I, w- I couldn't have ever taken that shit in a crowd of people anyway. I'd have fucking gone to jail. Um, well, cor- and that's just to my- the kind of guy Chancey is. I don't yeah, do yeah. well with hallucinogens in large crowds. It's just, I mean, okay. according to my cousin, all I did was grab some girls and like hum up, hum up on them a little bit. But I'm glad you can remember that. <laughs> I can't remember, but my cousin said I, said I did it. So oh I yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Third party recollection. That's the best. That's the best way to remember something. <laughs> it, it, it sounds like me. What happened I- the other night? It sounds like me. It, it sounds like me, Chancy. And I'm I not. I am not denying that in any capacity, dude. It, it sounds like me, and I didn't leave the venue, so I'm good. But but I'd have fucking. I'd have been. I'd have started freaking out in the crowd. No. Get away from me! My first time. This first time, fucking you, no. fucking godless heathens. No, my first time doing any hallucinogen. So I did pretty good. And then I went Ooh. home. After, I I drove home. And oh yeah, and after we left the concert, we were out in the front of uh, the concert smoking uh, this nice blunt with some wax in it with this random person I never knew before, I never met before. And then I drove my cousin home the 45 minutes to Marlboro, then drove myself home the 45 minutes to Clinton from Marlboro while on all this. And nothing happened. And <laughs> literally got home. Actually, no, no, I lived in Marlboro then, so it was just Marlboro, Marlboro. But like, literally got home and was so fucking horny I couldn't sleep all night. I remember you telling the story. And like it just <laughs> that's what acid does to you kids. It gets you so horny that you need to have a girl around to fucking take care of it because you're handy taking care of it no matter how many, how many times you try to do that. <laughs> but for a second know. I was like, are you sure you didn't take ecstasy at this party, dude? Right, that's pretty intense, man. It's a it was a piece of paper, so it was acid. But, no, I know that, but I'm just saying, like, you know, from what you were describing, it sounds a lot like uh, MDMA. I mean, I, I, I think drugs just work when based on your personality, and my personality is just let's fuck all the time. So, my dude, know. my first time taking ecstasy, I fucking passed out for almost an hour when, it, like, before it even, I was like, man, I was so fucking mad. This shit don't even work. And then all of a sudden, like, I just took a nap, woke up, called my friend on the phone, hang out. I'm like, my friends like left in my car. So I'm stranded at my friend's house at this remote lake that's private. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> so I fucking, you know, call my friend. This is back when you had nights and weekends after seven free on your cell phone. The old Nokia brick. <laughs> sure. The old nuclear deterrent. Fucking. I'm talking to her on the phone and I put my feet up on the fucking desk and it goes. I'm like, whoa. Oh. I think some I think something's happening. There and I'm like, is. you know, I feel I feel really good. And I'm talking to her, I'm like, this, you know, it's so nice out. And she's like, Chancy, did you take ecstasy? And I'm like, Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. And she's like, Um, are you alone? I was like, Yeah. Yeah, I'm all by myself. Um, I'm not gonna get off the phone with you until you're okay. Like, <laughs> I'm okay. I feel great. <laughs> uh well. One, both you check your phone for the cuteness, but or check your messenger, however you check it. But oh my god, cute. But um, so yeah, those are my top. Those are my top five, and they finally calmed down. Oh my they, god, I was like, they finally settled down. I mean, I'm the, we just gave my wife just gave my bath day, and they're back laying on the dirty basement floor. I got a sweep. Fuck, but oh well. 
but they're calm. That's all that matters. But um, like I'm like started... a bomb. Oh, they, they, they. Nice. Uh, the younger nice. Ones looking, the younger ones looking around like what's going on. Now they're both looking around, but there's kissing and laying back down. So that's a good thing. That is. But good. but um, yeah, those are my top five for Snoop Dogg because I mean. Gin juice, just like I can relate so much to that song, and like I've done that so many times while listening to that song. So, like I'm, a, I love gin. <laughs> I fucking love gin. Yeah, like, you seem like, like the kind of guy that would like some pine salt perfume. Fuck, like, give me some of that shit. <laughs> if you if you never have had Nautilus gin, it is the best tasting shit in the world with tonic. But no, dude, nope. no Nautilus gin, not a sponsor, but could be. Right, but I guess not. yeah, I've never. Had I'm it. sure. I'm sure if they watched an episode and now heard me talking shit about Jin, they're gonna be like, "Why would why would we do that?" Because <laughs> I will hype you up on every show I do to the fucking full. Just give me free samples for life. Just saying, but manifest it Manist. and it will happen. Preach. <laughs> but Chancey, what were your top five for uh, Snoop Doggy Dog? There, I'm excited. We got to my list. Um, Michael, if you want to see Jeremy freak the fuck out, buckle in. Right. I have I have, I have two I have two honorable mentions. All right, my all right, first one is G's and Hustlers, because if you don't know, you better fucking ask somebody. And then uh, number six <laughs> is Gin and Juice. I knew it. I knew it. It didn't even make my top five. I was like, where am I gonna put this piece of shit? Fucking honorable mention. Dude, how can you not like the beat alone? Ah, uh, Jesus Christ! It, I, it's not even that I don't. It's not even a matter of dislike. It was just kind of like I love all of these other songs more than I like. I, I even like G's and Hustlers more than I like Gin and Juice. But I can't, in all good conscience, put it under G's and Hustlers. I mean it. It. That would have probably made Jeremy have a fucking stroke. No, I mean, personally, I stopped caring a long time ago what you think of my music. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I, just, uh, I just, I I learned to expect better. <laughs> but, <laughs> number five uh, is Who Am I? And that, that's a good song. I just, it wasn't. It is. Five. It wasn't top five to me. Number four for me was Serial Killer. Yeah. Number three was, uh, Murder was a case. Yep. Uh, two was ain't no fun. Yeah. And uh, number one for me was Lottie Dottie. And leave it to me to have my favorite song by Snoop Doggy Dog be a cover song. Hell yes. Lottie Dottie. Like... Lottie Dottie. We likes to potty. It's like, oh shit. That's what I like to do. <laughs> nice. Out here I in mean, the corner, there ain't nothing to do. I mean, as Violin J said, if I was Slick Rick, I'd take off that eye patch and put some coke in there. But you know, to each their own. I don't remember. It's that. all about consent. Munchkins. Speaking of consent, you're a girl. Stop it. Speaking <laughs> of consent, <laughs> girls are not supposed to hump boys unless you're some trans and you're not. Dad. I mean, I, okay. Well, I mean, yeah, I, mean you know. I mean, I ain't gonna lie. My wife, like, when she's drunk, will like start humping my ass, and I'm like, "Stop it! Stop it! What the fuck?" <laughs> I'm, I'm like, "You ain't got nothing to fucking up my ass with. Stop it!" <laughs> it's the it's the principle. It's the thought that counts. 
It's I the mean, principality of the matter. That's right. I, keep, I mean, I keep telling her you're drunk, you're humping the wrong side, but okay. But yeah, that's me. But we can go forth uh, to the CD that Chansey brought. Oh yeah. And Chansey, what was the CD you done brought forth for us today? My choice for this week was uh, Allison Chain's uh, "Jar of Flies." fucking I mean I'm, I, I like Allison Chains anyway they they were really kind of up there with Nirvana for me for the time frame like Soundgarden uh, Nirvana Allison Chains I mean if you insist I mean I, I do I really do <laughs> what, you fucking morons <laughs> They spilled spill my fucking beer. You fucking oh, fuck. no. Hold my beer. Already foul. Better get down there and get it. Oh, fucking. No, they spilled it on my bag of other beers. You fucking dumb bitch. <laughs> and yes, ladies a bag and of beers. Ladies and gentlemen, they hear this. I'm talking to a dog. So no, I don't want to get no comments saying don't talk to your wife like that. <laughs> so I mean, I, I, I would, but I like my nuts where they are, so. Only when she's not in the room. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, no, it's it's funny because, like, two out of the three albums on this episode, I have my favorite songs from that band, even though Lottie Dottie's a cover. But my favorite Alice in Chains song is actually on this album as well. Mm. It's... uh. It's kind of a nostalgia thing for me. We'll see. Uh, But we'll see if it matches up with everybody else's. But, um, and this is not the first time I'm mistaken. I'm I'm not mistaken. You brought Allison Chains a couple weeks ago, too, didn't you? I think so. Yeah, I feel like you did. I feel like I had comments about it then as well. But hold on, let's find out. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I don't feel like we're going to our Spotify history right now, but, um, I keep saying I, I got to make a mess. I'm gonna do this at work one day. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a master list of CDs we've brought so that I can send to guests and be like, "These are the CDs that have been done. You cannot bring any of these." But yeah, I kind of yeah, I try to keep. List. It's getting I, there. No, I'm gonna make a master list. I'm gonna make it on it. I'm gonna make it on Google Drive and make it shareable with you, Chancey, so you have it. But oh, sure. Like, and then I got, that way I can just be like, "Here's the albums we brought. You can view it, but you can't edit it." Here you go. Like, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> But um, yeah, it was um, what the fuck was the name of the CD? I can't remember it now. But I, uh... Uh, if I brought it in, it's been a while because I'm I'm pretty far back and I haven't came across them yet. You might have gotten them mistaken with somebody else. I mean, a lot of music you bring sounds like '90s stuff, so yeah. But but um. Michael, yeah. what do you think of Chansey's CD uh, while I look up this uh, fact here? 
Um, I liked it. It's I, I've never really, really gotten into Alice in Chains, but I've I've never not liked Alice in Chains. Um, <clears throat> it's very, very much fits into that kind of moody, but in a different way. It doesn't feel quite as angry all the time, depending on where you're going. But this album especially didn't feel very angry but it still kind of felt moody um and i will i'll get into it more with my top five but yeah i overall i like the album and there were definitely some uh, some songs on there that were a little bit of a surprise uh coming from alice in chains i just don't often think of i i really was only familiar with some of their hits and so it was interesting to see some tracks on there that uh yeah i i just didn't uh think i don't think i've brought these guys in sorry dude no you're good Uh, no it it might no dude i'm back i'm back to the to the start of my notes i mean maybe i'm thinking of um bush or rage against the machine or Green Day or fucking Living Color. Fucking there's a myriad of things that are from that fucking time frame that I brought on here. I can't help it. And they all sound kind of similar, so yeah. That's just because you're tone deaf, dude. I don't know what the fuck to tell you. If you can't if you can't tell the difference between fucking Eddie Vedder's fucking over accentuating vowel ass, fucking fucking are you kidding me? Fucking no, Jeremy. No. Yeah, it's it's always easy to to hear and yeah to know to know who the singer or what the, who the band is depending on the singer and you hear all that especially with Vetter's vocals. Uh, my buddy yeah. was outside of a Pearl Jam concert once and was like, "What band is that?" And all he could hear was like the he couldn't make out a single word and he was like, "Oh, that's Pearl Jam for sure." That's <laughs> <laughs> It just sounded like vowels, and he's like, "Yep, I know exactly who that is." <laughs> All right, maybe you haven't, because I'm back to like fucking November now, and I don't see it. But maybe yeah, I'm sticking up. Maybe I'm sticking up. Well, I mean, I don't know. It feels like it feels like you have, but maybe I'm sticking up Bush or one of the other one of the other nineties bands. Sounds very fucking similar. So, but ah. Uh, as far as my review of, oh, I'm sorry, did you finish your review, Michael? Before, yeah, before, yeah. Before yeah. Chancey really interrupted you, um, uh, I mean, I honestly didn't mind this. It's funny because whenever I heard of Alice in Chains, I always thought it was Alice Cooper's like second band or something. But oh. interesting. I, I just took the name Alice and went with it, <laughs> but I never really listened to them. Like my friend in high, I had friends in high school who like put them on like a list they made of, like the top 30 rock bands of all time. And I was like, I'm like, I never heard of them. And I just never really cared enough to listen because I was arguing with them. Like, Stick should be on this fucking list. But, uh, but I mean, I actually didn't mind this album as much. Like, I mean, a lot of it was just too slow for me. Like, when I like rock, I like it. Heroin, dude. What do you fucking expect? Yeah. I mean, and heroin. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean, when I, you got when Nirvana, was, you got Allison Chains, Nirvana, heroin. I mean, when I listen to rock, I want it like my wife wants me a fucker, which is hard and fast. 
I, I'm not saying I deliver on that promise, but that's what my wife wants, and that's why I want. Rock, that's why I expect Rock to be as hard and fast, like some Megadeth or Metallica, whose new CD. That's metal. Out. That's metal. That's not rock and roll. There's a difference, metal, man. Metal. It's just a form of rock. It's a subgenre. That's right. Subgenre. All right. You want you want rock? Motley Crue, fucking rock. Some of the fastest Hair- fucking. Guitar. It's called it's called hair metal, bro. Hair metal, hair metal. How you doing? Hi. Well, I guess hair metal and heroin kind of go together. But now, um, if you wanted to talk about rock, you could have stuck with the glam rock option and didn't like Kiss. Molly Crew yeah. is glam rock. It's, it's hair metal, bro. It's glam rock, according to a lot of people. Is it though? I mean, I mean, it's right there with Def Leppard and fucking... Uh, Still hair metal. Poison and all those other... Hair metal. Bands. All glam rock, too. Glam rock and hair metal. Cinderella. Would you say Poison is hair metal? Yeah, I would. Okay. I mean, CeCe DeVille. CeCe DeVille is yeah, a hell of a guitar player. Yeah, okay. I'm just thinking of, like, every rose has its thorn and stuff. And See, I'm I like, was thinking of ain't looking for nothing but a good time. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got Both it. incredible songs, but I mean... <laughs> Enough, enough. But I mean, get him, fucking get him. She is horny over poison, I guess. But I mean, somebody doesn't like Brett Michaels, I guess. Yeah, they they can't hear you. I have headphones on. But um, to me, glam rock and hair metal are are a lot of the same thing. Like they they kind of go. People will call the same bands both. But I think the aesthetic is so similar, if not. Yeah, like, I mean it is. It is. I mean the hair metal was just overdrive for glam metal or for glam rock. Right. I mean Molly Crew was glam rock the way they dressed when they first fucking started performing. Like because glam rock a lot of it's the way you dress on stage and like it was all those age bands like the cross dress kind of. But I mean, but I think Marilyn, it also depends. Marilyn Manson could could technically could could have, could have been considered the end of glam rock in a way. Because he took the way they dressed and took it to a different level, but technically it was Nirvana. But I could understand why you'd be mistaken. This is highly debated, motherfucker. I've even in, even in my college music course, this is debated. But Marilyn I mean, Manson, Marilyn Manson was starting the same time Nirvana was. So, but I feel like it also depends on like just the sound too. I mean, you have bands like the New York Dolls in the early seventies who are considered like proto-punk and they're totally into like the cross-dressing thing and everything like that too i mean who says I feel like who says putting on a skirt and high boots and stockings isn't fun but oh no absolutely i just uh i, mean, I, I feel a... like there's a i feel like there's a certain sound too that comes with things like I, glam rock I, and hair metal i, I, I mean that's era. A... I feel like that's how, that's that's how Chancey spent his Saturday nights uh, as a teenager in the streets of Des Moines. But gotta get by somehow, man. You know, <laughs> I was gonna say the the difference between the seventies and the eighties was really the quality and amount of cocaine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. True. Uh, that's true. very true and hmm. very apparent. Yeah, so right, yeah, like but like I was saying, I. I enjoyed Alice in Chains to some degree. Was I happy the CD was a shorter CD at only a half hour? Yeah, kind of. But I didn't. I did enjoy the half hour I heard, and I 
it's not like a lot of Chansey's music where I'm just like, oh, why isn't this over yet? Like, I actually like, <laughs> but like, I actually enjoyed part of it, like, like a lot of it. So I have a top five. I, I ain't got no honorable mentions, but I found a top five for it. But, um, what? There's only like seven tracks, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I, I have a top I, five with two honorable mentions. All right. All right. <laughs> but, um, Michael, as a guest, what are your top five for Chansey CD? Yes, my top five. Uh, number five, I put Rotten Apple. I just thought it was a good intro to the album. Um, it just felt very kind of classic Alice in Chains. Just a good lead-in to what we're expecting here. Um, number four, I had Whale and Wasp. Uh, that wailing guitar sound I really liked. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. just really caught my attention. A good, good little attention getter throughout that song. It was kind of... Cool there. Uh, Swing on this was one of those songs that was very uh, surprising to me. I it just would never have thought to hear a swing rhythm come out of Alice in Chains um, because I, know, I didn't right? know anything about the band outside of their hits. So I was like, "Swing? Well, that's not mopey." <laughs> so <laughs> um, I mean, so it was cool. Th- that's was not cool. Th- th- that's not. I'm out of heroin. I need more. It can be. <laughs> it's just that it hasn't hit you yet. You know yeah. what I mean? It's if you've watched the Nirvana Unplugged, you can literally watch the progression of Kurt's fucking heroin high throughout the actual play. Uh, you know I mean? By the time they do fucking Where Did You Sleep Last Night, he's fucking nodding out. And, like fucking long blinking. It's true. It's a sleepy but dude. It, it was so great, though. <laughs> But yeah, that was, num- number three was definitely, or yeah, Swing on This just was was a cool surprise. Um, and also kind of going with that energy thing, No Excuses felt a little bit more, I don't know if I can necessarily say upbeat, but just more energetic. It wasn't kind of the more slow, almost acoustic driven songs that we hear. It, it just had a little bit more going, which is kind of this, was kind of a, a nice middle of the album change of pace. Um, and my number one goes to Nutshell. It, 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 it hit my ears in a way that when I was listening to it, I was like, I, uh, I've absolutely heard this before many times. And like, it kind of just was that cool of like, I forgot about this song and, and just that, that cool kind of throwback. So that was, that was a, it's always nice rediscovering songs from eons ago. Um, yeah, that's, that'd be my top five. All right, and Chancellor, what, what were your top five plus two? What were your you're top not gonna go. Two? You're not gonna. Oh, I guess yeah. Um, for me, uh, number five was "Don't Follow." Uh, number four was "Whale and Wasp." Uh. Number three was I Stay Away. Hmm. Uh, number two was No Excuses. Hmm. And uh, number one was Nutshell. Fucking by, oh. far my, by far my favorite song by that band. Like, head and shoulders. That, that, that's funny right there, Shanty, because we have a lot of the same top five, just not in the same order. I mean, three, between three. Nut... Go ahead, Shanty. I was gonna say between Nutshell and Again, those are probably my two favorite Alice in Chains songs. Fucking when I think of Alice in Chains, like Nutshell is what I think of for sure. 
Um, I actually I did a cover. I recorded a cover of Nutshell. Fucking. Oh, right I was on. pretty proud. Of, yeah, I was pretty proud of that. I mean, when I think of Alice in Chains, I think of Alice Cooper and Chains. But <laughs> it's a straight jacket. It, it, yeah. <laughs> but I could see him doing chains too. I guess I could see him doing chains too, oh, like in like true. a water tank, like Houdini or something. But. Three out of our top five was identical. I mean, as 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 Johnny Depp says, ugliest woman I've ever seen. But (laughs) (laughs) but my top five for Allison Chains was number five was Whale and the Wasp. Yeah, because that guitar, like that guitar wailing, like was fucking pretty good. And I needed a fifth one, so I kind of like was like, all right, cool. (laughs) Number four was Nutshell. Number three was No Excuses. Number two was Swing on This because I fucking love that like swing, like guitar rhythm to that song. Like that was a good fucking song. Like I, that came out at the end of the album. I was like, what's this? Hello. I'm like, this is almost like Nightwish going like blues in a way. And I just think I made Chansey get shrinkage. But, uh, and number, Number one was I Stay Away because I, I don't know why I just dug that song. Like, I honestly, all the songs on that CD, like, all kind of blend together at first. So, like, I, I, I was picking my top five while I was driving as the songs played, but still, it's just like, like, I, that's the way I listen to all my CDs is while I'm driving. So, I'm always like a messenger while driving, looking up, like, typing in my songs, but to myself. But, I mean, I stay away just stuck with me. Like I fucking love that. that song was good. Like and swing to this, swing on this. I mean, besides the innuendo of the title, I mean, it was just a good fucking like and I didn't think when I, when I saw the title, I didn't think it would actually be a swing song. And I was like, holy shit, like that talent right there. So yeah, I enjoyed Alice in Chains more than Bush and some of the other shit you brought. <laughs> What a backhanded compliment that was. I'm used to it at this point. He's used to it. Yeah, this was a lot better than the usual shit that you bring to the table. Dude, (laughs) a lot of times I lean into it. Damn straight, does. It was just so sincerely delivered. (laughs) Oh, I make him. He made me listen to Sunhouse. Like, fuck him. Dude, there's nothing wrong with Sunhouse. There's just something wrong with you. Well, that's what the therapist always said, but I fucking left them, so. You know, you can always leave therapy, but you can't leave Sunhouse behind. Oh, I didn't. I don't plan on returning. But uh, I may have to one day have a feeling. But I was going to say, don't don't tempt me. (laughs) But yeah, so. That's three CDs, ladies and gentlemen, and we had a fun time discussing them. This has been one of our longest episodes in a while, and I thoroughly enjoyed it to the fullest. We had a lot of fun laughs and whatnot, but just a preview of what's coming next week, folks. Next week, we have Lamb of God, Slash of Snake Pit, and Power Wolf coming to the show. So, if that's not three different fucking genres for you, I don't know what is, but... I don't think I've ever even heard of Wolf. You're you're not missing anything. Oh, you oh you you are. It's German power metal at its finest. But especially if you like goth themes like vampires and werewolves and all that good stuff. So 
it's they're amazing. You should watch a lot. You should watch them on YouTube. They are amazing to see perform. But that will be next week, folks. This week, though, we want to thank Michael for coming on because it's been a fucking amazing show. And just like Michael, just like we said, Michael Colby, we'll have to have him back. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah, dude. More music to talk or about and... we we may have to do a four way episode with both Michaels on one episode because I think it'd be have our, it would have our viewers splitting at the sides to have both them on one episode. So that'd be the longest episode that we would have. It would be as ever. long as it would be as long as my uh, well continuing anyway. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, but um, Jesse's yeah. <laughs> face right there. That's all I need. That's all I need. Uh, go to sleep, Junior. You're done. But we that was a fun episode, and we'll definitely have maybe have both Michaels on. I'll have to work on that, scheduling that out in the future when we have open times again in July. But we'll have him back. And Michael, yeah. where can they find you? Where can they find your podcast? Um, all wherever podcasts are found. Uh, but YouTube is where we usually push the most because we have video podcasts on there and we'll add some fun effects and little animations or things like that to go along with the story on that. Um, so yeah, I mean, you can find us anywhere on like Spotify, Apple, Google, all the different places there, but YouTube is where we think we have the most fun at least. Well, I mean, yeah, if I knew an animator, then we'd have more fun on YouTube too, but or animate detour in Minneapolis. We're going to make that an annual thing. So if you want to find us, see us live, had to um, anime detour. We well, someday we might have to. Someday when uh Chansey can head to that way. But until then, Chansey, where can they find you? Uh, you know, the book of faces under that name, Racha. Um on Instagram and TikTok, I am under the Red Eye Round Table. Uh, on Twitter, I'm just Red Eye Table because fucking Elon won't let you put that long stroke in there. Well, apparently, um, apparently Elon also won't let you vote in polls starting the 15th unless you have a blue check like me. Oh, well, that's fun. Because he doesn't want ro- he doesn't want robots voting in polls. That's his, oh. that's his reasoning. That's his reasoning. It's a good solution. I suppose, yeah, it's a good way to make money. <laughs> yeah, it's a good way. To, yeah. it's, a good, it's a good way to piss off a lot of Twitter users. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, you got the blue check, so you should be. All right. Yeah, right. Yeah, you're good. I'm, I'm all right. I, I didn't. I didn't fall people, for that shit. But the people that people I know that like to post polls are not gonna post them if they can't get full votes from like all the people that like to vote. Yeah, so it's gonna be Instagram only and Facebook, which that's it's fine me because I have all the social medias you can imagine. But still, it's just fucked up that you're gonna make people pay to vote and things on Twitter. Like, come on now, like. Make people. I understand. I understand making people pay to have longer videos posted on Twitter. Like that's the reason I did it. It's so I can put my clips on Twitter that were over a minute and a half. But still, like, come on, Elon, use your fucking brain. You got one, obviously. You're rich, so like, fucking use it. But Chancey, continue. Where, can, where else can they find you besides the deepest, deepest voids of their nightmares? I mean, that's pretty much it. Usually, you know, it's the scariest places you can think of. That's where I like to lie. Sure. The corn, the cornfields of Iowa, the snow, I, the snow-covered mountains of Canada. Yeah, I am. I am he who walks behind the rose. Nice. See, see, see. 
And of course, you can find both of us on Facebook as Paranormal Normal slash Maniacal Music Musings Podcast for the S Facebook group. Name change coming soon. You can find us on Twitter. <laughs> you, you can find us on Twitter and the gram. I've been saying that for a while. We need to come up with something. You can find us on Twitter and the gram as at Juggalo Bastard. And you can find us on Tiki Taki as at Juggalo Bastard Podcast. And of course, you can find us on YouTube as Maniacal Music Musings, where this is streaming currently. And besides that, you can find us in your what is streams, but with, with our beard soaked. But until next time, we have been your musers, and we'd like to thank Michael for coming on once again because it's been an amazing show, Michael. We've had fun. Thank you. Almost an hour thank and a half you. in, Jesus Christ, but we've had fun. <laughs> As my wife is Absolutely. messaging me saying, Are you done yet? But <laughs> no, thank and, you for having me on. It was cool. And, Oh, it's been a pleasure. And as my, yeah, as, my, absolutely. As, my, as my dog barks at something out in the darkness, who knows what it could be in this area. But well, at least you know it's not me. They wouldn't be yeah. barking at you. They'd be trying. They'd be running up to you like licking your hand. Shit. Well, Chansey's but, not the one barking. I think is what they're saying. Is what he's saying. When you hit it a second too fast, that happens. I was like, you. that's a good way to guess to end it on. Tearing up that damn couch. We had that damn couch for 20 years. Should have kept the plastic on it. And this one, Snoop Doggy Dog, you need to get a jobby job. And boy, take care of the house while I'm gone. Clean up your room. Take out the garbage. I don't want these fast hair girls up in here. You hear me? And definitely don't let the dog pound up in here. I mean that. And don't be messing with the A track. Loan me five dollars.
when I tell that trick, please raise up off these in your titties, cause you get none of these. At ease, at ease, as I mob with the dog pound, feel the breeze, say you know I'm just Laid back with my mind on my money and my money on my mind. Rolling down the street, smoking, smoking, sipping on gin and tills. Laid back with my mind on my money and my money on my mind. Later on that day, my homie Dr. Dre came through with a gang of Tangle Ray and a fat ass of some bubonic that made me choke. This ain't no joke, I had to back up off a bit and set my cup down. Tango Reagan, EF toe down now, but it ain't no stopping, cause I'm still popping, and Drake got some tricks from the city of Compton to serve me, not for the cherry on top, cause when I get through, I got to hit the dope spot, don't get upset girl, that's just how it goes, I don't love them now, I'm off the dope, and I'll be. I didn't want to go over Gertrude's house any damn way. You ain't got to worry about that, cause I ain't taking you nowhere with me. JB was over huh. there. What JB got to do with you? Too damn oh man, I ain't got nothing, don't talk you so make loud. Me Look drink. at you, you done missed the sign, man. I don't know where we live at. We've been living there for 27 years. Laid back. With my mind on my money and my money on my mind. Him and that dog, man. That's what it is. It's him and them damn dog. I won't want everybody out of the damn house. I won't want the house, please. Everybody out here. You better get on out of here. You too, get on out of here. I want everybody out. That's right, everybody out. 